welcome to another episode of the Bumper to Bumper Plates podcast. I'm Rob Veltri, and this is the fitness podcast where I talk about one topic while I'm sitting in traffic on my drive home from work. Today, is this is the 10th episode. We've made a 10 episode so far, if you're still listening. Why? No, I'm just kidding. Thanks. Um, but anyway, last episode, we also set a PR for distance covered while recording. I made it 1.7 miles, so I'm going to try to to beat that today in the around the 15 minute mark. Uh, I know it's not always the same length, but you know, whatever, you get it. So anyway, it's a lovely day here on the Bell Parkway. I'm not moving, so it's a good time to start. Today's episode, we're gonna talk about how to not forget how to hop, skip, jump, and do other things like that. All right, so basically, as we get older, people always forget how to do things like a hop, a skip, a jump, or a bound. Right, so today I'm gonna to get into what exactly those four things are, um, how people tend to lose their skill when it comes to that, because I've said it before, if you don't use it, you lose it. That holds true to a lot of exercises and a lot of different movements. Um, so, and then how to get back, how do you get yourself back into it, back into doing them again, All right, and why it's important, of course. So first, as, we're, as kids, because you know, I'm a teacher, so as kids, the, we hop and we skip and we jump all the time. Like skipping is easy for pretty much all of my students. Even the ones who are not very coordinated, they still know how to skip. It's amazing to me how, because I work with a lot of adults now in terms of training, but it's amazing to me how many adults like find it super awkward to skip like a step and a hop. They find that very difficult and very challenging and I don't blame them. It's not their fun. It's not their fault, it's just that they haven't done it in years. And when you haven't done something in years and suddenly you try to do it again, it might be a little awkward at first, for sure. So it's, it's, it's really crazy how many adults I, I see struggle to do that. So why, you know, it, it is important, and so let's get into it here, right? Uh, why, why is important that, that, we, that we do this? Why, should, why do you need to know this? Well, as adults get older, if they are sedentary, which let's be honest, most adults are generally pretty sedentary. Uh, you know, physical activity is not something that people make part of their daily lives, unfortunately. But sedentary adults, they, they lose strength pretty quickly, but they lose speed and power a lot faster, right? They lose the ability to move quickly and to produce force quickly a lot faster than they lose strength, which over time, if you're not able to move quickly as you get older, you might be more susceptible to things like tripping and falling, um, you know, injuries that come along with tripping and falling. You know, falling is extremely important, or not important, I'm sorry, extremely um, bad for any adult who is older and might have weak or brittle bones or anything like that. So it is important to, main, to try to maintain some of that speed and power as you get older, right? So learning how to, or relearning how to hop, skip, jump, bound, all those things is a great way to help with your coordination, with your power, with your balance, all right? And overall, just keeping yourself on your feet, right? Because it's important as you get older, you wanna stay on your feet as much as possible. You don't wanna be on the floor accidentally. So let's get into some definitions here so we have a better understanding, right? Hop, when I talk about a hop, you are starting on one leg, you're jumping off of that leg, and you're landing on that leg that same leg, right? So you're only on one leg here. If it doesn't matter, left or right leg, you start on your left leg, you jump off the left leg, you land on the left leg, the right leg never touches the floor. That is a hop, okay? That's what I mean when I say a hop. Um, I, you know, I want people to make sure that, you know, they understand exactly what I'm talking about. A skip, which I'm sure you know what a skip is, um, but, you know, just to throw the definition out there, it's a step and a hop with like a rhythmic pattern alternating each step. So step with the left foot onto the right foot, hop with the right foot while you're moving forward, as you land on the right foot, you step onto the left foot and do the same thing again, alternating that way. Um, a jump, okay? A jump is two feet. You jump off of two feet, 
and you land on two feet. Okay, that's generally what, I, what a jump is. That could be straight up and down, it could be forward, it could be side to side, no matter what it is, a jump, two, jumping off two feet, landing on two feet. And then a bound, okay? A bound is jumping off of one foot and landing on the other, or jumping off one leg, landing onto the other leg. That is a bound, all right? So that's all the uh, definitions that we're gonna go over here. I'm gonna talk about those four things and how to start doing them again. If you haven't done them in a while, it's, you know, it's important to start obviously at an easy level and then progress yourself as you get a little bit more comfortable, as your body adapts to that, those movements again, um, then you can progress. You can make them a little more challenging, but I'm going to start with, you know, very, very basic ways to do each one. Uh, first, before I get into that, just understand if you're going to practice any sort of hopping, skipping, jumping, bounding, you don't have to do it before your workout. Meaning, um, you don't have to do it with your workout, I should say. You can do this whenever you want at home if you have, you know, you don't need really a lot of equipment to practice this stuff. So it's, you could do, do this whenever. But if you are going to do it uh, with your workout, then it's probably best to do it at the beginning of the workout because you won't be as fatigued, okay? You'll be able, your, you know, your energy, your coordination, everything will still be there. It'll be a good time to challenge that part of, you know, that those skills, um, and go from there. Because if you try to do it maybe at the end of the workout, you might be a little fatigued. It might be harder to land. It could be a lot of impact on your ankles, knees, back, hips, if you know you haven't done it in a while. So let's get into how to start with that, right? Let's start with hopping, okay? I think the best way to start with just hopping is just doing it straight up and down, right? So just hopping up and down, landing on one foot, and trying to stick that landing, right? Everything is gonna be sticking that landing right away. Um, you know, doing it on your left leg for a few reps, doing it on your right leg for a few reps, um, straight up and down, okay? If, if that's easy for you, go side to side or go forward with your hopping, okay? But side to side is, is a good one next. But either way, always start with the hop and then sticking that landing, right? Teach your body to kind of land again and get used to sticking a landing here. That should be the first progression just to, again, reintroduce that, the, that stuff to your body. If you haven't done it in a long time, it's always best to just start slow, right? It's, it's, we're trying to improve our lives outside of the gym. We're not trying to hurt ourselves in the gym. So it's always best when you haven't done something in a while, start slow and then progress from there, right? That, that's how it, everything works, right? So in terms of hopping, sticking that landing first, going up and down, left or right, even taking it forward, like a moving, you know, moving forward with your hopping, that always works. Um, if you want to, you can add a little bit of hurdles, right? Some gyms have little hurdles that you might see, um, like if they have turf areas, uh, little, little hurdles are great to go over the hurdle and land, again, sticking the landing, or side to side over the hurdle if you're hopping. Um, when you're done with sticking the landing though, because again, that might get boring after a while, uh, you can add some bouncing, right? So what I mean by that is if, let's say, let's just, Imagine you have a small, small hurdle. Maybe it's like three inches off the ground. You are gonna start on your left leg with the hurdle to your left side. You're gonna hop over that hurdle. As soon as you hit the ground, you're gonna do a little bit of a bounce. And then when you're done with that bounce, you're gonna hop back over in the same, in the other direction. So you're never actually sticking the landing. You're just kind of bouncing and jumping again. That way you're introducing a little bit of elasticity into your jumps, I'm sorry, into your hops, right? You, you, you could teach, uh, you know, build up some tendon strength there, build up some, some tendon ligament strength and get yourself used to uh, the, the, that bouncing, all right? And then after the bouncing, you could just do what, what we like to call continuous hops, which is no bounce whatsoever. You're just jumping and as soon as, or sorry, hopping. And as soon as you're landing, you're hopping back the other direction. And that's if we're going side to side, right? Or you could take it with moving forward with hopping, you know, 
uh, as soon as you land, we're going into that next hop. So we want like as little ground time as possible there. With the hopping, again, start slow. I, I, I would say, I would assume like three to five reps on each leg is probably, and you know, two or three sets of that is a good place to start. Again, in reintroducing it to your body, getting your body acclimated to this stuff, and then progressively either doing more reps or going to bouncing. You know, we talked about it a few episodes ago in terms of how to make progress. You know, doing more reps, doing more sets, or just making the actual exercise more challenging, right? So that's for hopping. Skipping. Um, this one's pretty simple because if you can, if you introduce, reintroduce hopping to yourself, skipping then becomes a lot easier. Um, again, start slow with a step and a hop. Same thing, I would do three to five skips on each side and then progressively, as you get more used to the skipping, increase the reps. You know, if you're doing eight to 10 reps on each side, awesome. Um, then you can go with increasing, you can do skipping in different ways. You could try to skip for, and for maximum height, where on every step you're trying to hop up as high as you can. But again, keeping in mind that you, you've gotten used to hopping at this point, so the skipping should be no problem. You can try to skip for distance, where on every skip you're trying to go out as far as possible. Um, you can also do skips like for speed, where you're taking quicker steps and trying to move quickly as you skip. Okay, either way, those are all ways that you can progress that skip to make it a little bit more challenging for you. Of course, start slow, two to three sets, three to five reps each side. That's pretty much going to be the same thing I... Um, I suggest for all of these, right? Two to three reps, three to five sets each side. That's probably the best way to start. And then you can go from there in terms of progressing yourself. <clears throat> jumping, okay, jumping. I think the best way to start jumping again, and I know this sounds so silly, but believe it or not, like when, when adults come into us at Stoke, they, some, some of them have a, a really hard time with jumping because they haven't done it in so long. But when you start jumping again, I think the best thing to do is to start with a low box. I'm talking like six to 12 inches off the ground. That's pretty appropriate for most people who come in to Stoked who have not jumped in a while. They can handle that six to 12 inch jump. Um, the reason why I, I start, I suggest a low box to start jumping is because when you jump, you know, if you're trying to jump high, you are then introducing a landing, right? You have to land, of course, because of gravity. So if you are jumping and landing without a box, you are then making it more impact on the ground, right? So you're dropping more, meaning you're, so you're getting more impact on the landing. So I always suggest that a small box is good to start with because it'll minimize that impact of landing, especially if it's a softer box. So if you jump 10 inches in the air, right? Say you're trying to jump onto a six inch box, you jump 10 inches in the air, you're only dropping four inches to land. Okay. As opposed to if you didn't have a box, you'd be dropping 10 inches to land, which again, if you haven't jumped in a while, that landing might be challenging or it might be a lot of impact on you. It might not feel so good. So that low box is a good place to start. From there, I would progress to a squat jump or just um, a, a squat jump. Yeah, I mean, a squat jump is a good place to start because then you can at least imp, imp, introduce the, the landing aspect, right? So instead of jumping onto a box, you're jumping up into the air and then landing onto the ground. So again, I don't suggest going up in box height. I mean, you can if you want to. I think at a certain point, it, it's be kind of come, it kind of becomes just pointless because you're jumping and then tucking your knees up as much as possible. Listen, that's great for other things, um, but when we're talking about reintroducing jumping, I don't think it's necessary. So squat jump, with, of course, with sticking the landing, um, and then you can go into squat jumps without sticking the landing where you hit the ground, go right into your next squat, go right into your next jump. 
Um, another thing you can do, go forward with your jumping. Go side to side with your jumping. Go side, side uh, laterally onto a box. Again, just introducing multiple directions, of course, into your jumping. It always prepares the body well for anything like that. All right, and then finally, the last one we're gonna talk about is bounding. All right, so a bound, jump from one leg onto the other leg. All right, I think the best way to start with that is to go forward with it, okay? So you jump off the left leg, land onto the right leg and stick the landing, okay? Then jump again into the left leg. Yeah, that's, uh, and, and continue to stick the landing, of course. So bounding is great also because, again, you're teaching yourself to jump off one leg, land onto the other leg, and re, uh, reproduce that force again onto, that, onto the leg you just landed on. Okay, so it can be a little bit advanced, but it, it could definitely still be done. So forward with forward bounding, diagonal bounding, like 45 degrees where you're going forward and a little bit to the side is great. Back and forth. Lateral bounding is also great. Again, same thing. Start with a stick, introduce a bounce, and then try to go continuous with the jumps. Where we so as you can see, the way we progress this most of the time, it's we progress it by decreasing the time spent on the ground at least for you know the hopping and the, the bounding, right? We wanna decrease the time spent on the jumping to, decrease the time spent on the ground, right? The way we do that, it increases, a, it helps increase a little bit more of our elasticity, a little more explosiveness, um, and helps us be a little bouncier, okay? So let's, having said that, let's wrap all this up, right? Overall, I would say start with two to three sets three to five reps per side if we're doing hopping, skipping, or bounding, right? If it's jumping, then just three to five jumps total. Um, start Always start with sticking the landing if you haven't done it in a while. Then try to progress from there into like bouncing or, and then continuous jumping from there. Again, it's something that a lot of adults, if they're sedentary, have not done all that much in a long time and it's important to get back into it. We don't wanna lose our, our power or our ability to jump and land under control. As you get, especially as we get older, right? When you get older, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, I apologize if I offended anybody in their 50s. I'm not saying you're old, I'm just saying as, as we get older. It is still important to maintain that ability to land, especially if you trip somewhere and you can catch yourself, right? This, is, this can help with that. So it's very important for anybody, not just specifically athletes. Uh, also, if you're just a, an active adult who likes to do recreational things, still important to keep your power and maintain your athleticism as well. So keep that in mind. Try to add some of this into your, into your program, into your routine. If you don't know, you can always reach out to me. You can always check out Stoked Athletics' Instagram page. All right, we're always great with that. Um, so yeah, keep that in mind. Thanks for listening. We have made it 1.6 miles today, so we did not quite hit our PR that we hit from last week. Uh, so 1.7 is still our, our number to hit. But having said that, thanks for listening, guys, and I'll see you next week.